Yeah. I, you know, that whole, I did a little three parts, I think series on national security and what it is and, and how absurd it all is and how totally unconstitutional all this crap is and all that kind of stuff with the Yankee tell stuff. That's all just, it's all under this giant sort of, coverall called national security that there's never even defined in, in any of the systems and documents and laws. And so they just label it national security. And then apparently they can just do anything they want. They literally have no authority whatsoever to be a hedge fund. The, the federal government can't do that. And just calling it national security doesn't change it. If they want that authority, they have to go get an amendment. But you know, when national security is literally anything, they, they talk about things like uh, uh, trans, all that trans crap. That, that's now another part of national security. And so when you can extend out national security, which no one can even tell me what it means uh, to any and everything, and then it's unquestioned and you can't get documents and you have no idea what's happening, um, you're not in charge of that. See, that, that's the people are not in charge of the government. There's no way to make that case that we're in charge of it when they don't have to explain themselves to anybody and they just do anything they want. And if you still think the government's your friend and on your side, you're just you're oblivious to the reality all around you. Well, and most people uh, believe the government is on their side when their party's in power. So, I'm like, you know, all, all these people, for instance, that uh, let's say that just you know, hated Donald Trump. They were on the left. They were Democrats. They hate Donald Trump. And they go, we have to turn in our guns, turn in our guns. I'm like, turn in your guns to who? The guy that you just called Hitler? Like you're going to get, because he's the guy in charge of the government that you perceive he's in charge of the government, right? Because you hate the government right now because he's in charge. So you're going to give him your guns. Trump is, it's like that. So, and then on the right, as soon as Trump's in power, everyone on our side loves the government. They love it. Right. We love it because Trump's, well, now they're not listening to Trump. Now I hate them. I hate them. I'm like, can't you just stay consistent and we can hate the government altogether right. 100% of the time? Right. All right. It's so crazy. It's so convinced the government does all these things in it. All the stuff you see as a result of government. It's just, it's so difficult for people to see what it would look like without it and how it could develop. And, you know, the people running things, they know that. And so it's very, very difficult to unwind the situation. Very, very difficult. But certainly the very first step is you got to win people's hearts and minds. You've got to have people understand the situation that they're facing. And then you can start realizing, okay, what kind of steps can we take? What realistically could be done at this point? Until you can get people to honestly face the problem, there's not going to be any kind of solution. It doesn't matter if it's an individual solution or a group solution. It's not going to be one if you're not trying to solve the actual problem. It's not going to work. And that's why voting under the system will never work. Exactly. And I think between what you're talking about and the stuff I talk about, that's that's I listen to a lot of your show. Uh, I did podcasting in the past, but you're one of the shows that gave me inspiration for kind of the direction I wanted to take my show, the style and how to break things down into common sense points, walk people through the truth uh, based on the facts and the evidence that are available to us. Because if you don't understand the truth, if you don't accept the truth, then you cannot look at what's coming in the future. And until you can see what's coming in the future, there is no way you can develop a plan, a solution, even in your personal life, let alone try to organize a large group of people around it. 
You know, so 100%. I think it's very important what you're doing. So you've got a movie coming out and uh, you've got a Patreon and some other stuff going on. Yeah, we got a movie coming out. I, uh, I've never done any kind of movie or anything, but a guy who likes my podcast, Andrew, he's kind of organized the whole movie and uh, it's uh, written by Larkin Rose. And I played Mr. Jones. It's called the Jones Plantation. A lot of people are probably familiar with it. The freedom movement, it was a little tiny animated short that uh, Larkin put out a decade ago or something. And uh, he ended up writing a screenplay about it. And we put it together and it comes out this fall. And I think it's going to be really, really a great medium to try to sway some people. Uh, I hope people support the movie, watch it, make it make a bunch of money so we can make more like that. It's kind of an allegory about going from uh, debt, from chattel slavery to debt slavery on a plantation. And we put everything in there. I think it'd be pretty entertaining. I really do. So I hope people do support that. That's great. And then uh, your podcast, I've mentioned a few times, it's the Quash, Q-U-A-S-H. Was there about 60 public episodes right now? I don't know how many there are at this point. I've made a couple hundred. Everybody in my Patreon has access to all of them. And I do a live show in there every couple of weeks for them. I take the calls and uh, from the people who are in there, we have some fun. We have some pretty wide ranging topics. And, and I, put, I put a lot of shows out in public pretty much every week. I put it out on Sundays. And then sometimes I put out a bonus on Thursdays. And uh, there's... Believe me, anybody who just listened to the material I've made public, they would understand a lot of what's going on. The vast majority of people, uh, you know, once you start following and you start understanding that there's really no answers for the issues I raised, that it's not a matter of speculation and having to go do a bunch of research. I just lay it out with the facts that are undisputed. One of the things I think is the most helpful way to do it that I've decided is one, you ask questions, but two, I always use the official narrative I'm given. Let's just look at the official narrative. I'm not going to get into whether the official narrative is true or not. That's, that's a minor point. I, I show you that even using the official narrative that we're given and whatever kind of facts they are in whatever kind of circumstance, they're never consistent. They never make sense. And so the official narrative can't be true because it doesn't withstand scrutiny. You don't have to go do research. You can just take the information they're giving you and see that that information as it's put together does not in fact make any sense. And, you know, once you have that, um, logic is the best evidence. It's better than direct evidence. Logic is the best evidence and there's no escaping logic. And so whether it's eyewitness testimony or something else, that stuff could all be fake, but logic once you have a logical position and once their position is proved to be totally completely impossible and illogical, that's when people's brains explode and they get very mad with me because the cognitive distance has a clash at that point and they don't want to face. And so they just start the name calling and uh, the other absurdities and, uh, and that's fine. Like I said, they're probably part of the 80%. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think with the information you put out, uh, there's two reasons why people should should follow you and and listen and study to what you're talking about because one you can utilize it to try to wake up those few people around you that are looking for answers there are great talking points uh you know again don't waste time with people that you don't have a chance with you try you got to try to organize people in your personal life in your community first and then second, right. it's really for you, because until you fully understand what's happening, sort of where we came from, why this is going on today and where we're going in the future, you're really no good to anyone else anyway. 
How are people supposed to follow you as a leader if you really don't understand? And if you're walking around thumping your chest saying, my constitution, my constitution, the founders, you know, I got a couple of them uh, uh, up here because I was uh, like to make fun of them. It's, you know, (laughs) unless you understand this, you can't go help anyone else. You cannot. Unless you're financially stable, you can't go give money out to charities. It's just not the way it works. You have to put your own mask on first when the plane loses uh, <laughs> pressure. You have to you have to take yourself and understand your own position. Your position needs to make sense. And you, if if your position really makes sense, it's it's usually not that hard to explain. When an explanation is very complicated and requires all, it's usually because the person doesn't understand it that well. If you really understand a subject, you can make it pretty straightforward. You can give them simple examples. You can point things out. And once you have that that knowledge that the system is not what you were told, once you understand kind of the way I understood for so long that the system is a total fraud, once you know that, not just something you kind of say and kind of think, you know it. And you, you can just go through point by point of why it's just a complete and total load of crap. There's a, there's a shift in your in your mental abilities and stability. And at that point, now you can actually start doing stuff that might work, might help. You can make a real decision. At least you have the information in front of you. And maybe the decisions and the options you have aren't so great. And, and you're not very happy with the options. But you can know at least that you're dealing from reality. And that itself, to me, at least, is comforting in that I have no chance if I'm dealing from fantasy and I have maybe some chance if I'm dealing from reality that that's the best I can do I can't create a whole new world I have to deal with the world I've got and and the best way to do that is to face the facts no I agree with that a hundred percent I mean you don't need to be an optimist or a pessimist be a realist and then not only are you coming from a place of reality you can come from a place of truth And you can tell yourself the truth. And like you said, you may end up with a set of options that aren't ideal. They aren't ideal. But once you know those options today, you may still have time to change the outcome by doing certain things that allow you to have better options. For sure. You don't know where that might lead to. There's no way to know. But if you're if you're not even in dealing with reality, you're doing stuff that does has no chance. Then you have no chance. This stuff will never work. You have to deal with reality. Yeah. The reality is you have to get me elected. Unbelievable. It's going to be great. So unbelievable. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Put on the mask. Take off the mask. Get the jab. Beautiful jab. Unbelievable jab. Stupid jab. I have never said this, but other people have said this. Legal man knows. Everyone knows. The whole world knows. Mike knows. Even Maria, who hosts on Friday, knows that we need to put on the mask, except I'm not going to wear it. It's a stupid mask. Dumbest thing. Put it on. Take it off. Unbelievable. It's going to be great. Great show. Legal Man, The Quash. It's a great show. One of the best. I've never listened to it, but it is my absolute favorite show. So great. So great. Believe me. Believe me, folks. It's hilarious. All right. Well, thank you very much, Legal Man. I really appreciate your time. And uh, people need to check you out at The Quash on uh, all the podcast platforms and on Twitter at U.S. Law Review. And then uh, join the Patreon because in all cases with people that are dedicating their time to do the research and provide you with information that we have uh, spent our time researching and putting into stories that we can tell you and try to explain it to you, you know, it definitely 
goes a long way when you contribute a few bucks here or there or join monthly. So For is there sure. anything else you'd like to say before you take off, sir? Nah, I appreciate it. It's always fun. Always fun. I think you should start wearing a legal man cape. <laughs> I, I am going to have to get a little better branding. <laughs> I think you got to have the legal man cape say legal man purveyor of the constitution with a symbol with Mark Levin on it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he'd like that. <laughs> as long as you pay him a lot of money, he'll be fine. Right. With <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. Have a great day. Thank you very okay. much. Take care. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.